When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Listen to what West Virginia coach Neil Brown had to say after today's split squad practice inside the stadium under rainy conditions. That's coming up right after this. While we anxiously await the return of Mountaineer sports, there are other athletes like you trying to stay in the game. Hi, it's Tony Caridi. Whether you suit up for WVU or just play for fun, don't let an injury keep you on the bench. The state's best athletes rely on world-class care from the same WVU Medicine Orthopedics team of experts that help you with sprains, broken bones, or anything life throws at you. It is a great day to be a Mountaineer with WVU Medicine. Call 855-WVU-CARE to schedule your appointment today. Thank you all for being on here. Um, we're trying to do, before we get into Saturday, trying to do our best to provide everyone with, with content while we're under COVID restrictions. Uh, we'll continue to provide photos and video, and then John will give some information from practice each day. So with the restrictions that everybody's under, that's about the best we can do, but we are thinking about you and trying to get some things uh, to you so you can have some content. Uh, again, I appreciate what y'all do. I want to start a little bit on a somber, somber note. On Thursday morning, Nick Troy Fortune, one of our uh, potential starting corners, uh, really one of the leaders on our team, even though he's only a, a second year in our program, uh, lost his mother. Mom passed away on Thursday morning and uh, loved Nick Troy, uh, probably one of the finest young men we have in our program. So really our thoughts and, and prayers are with him. He, he, he will not be here. He'll be out for, a, um, for as long as he needs, really. And, but, but I hope everybody in Mountaineer Nation will be, will be thinking and thinking about his family. Um, also want to mention uh, Tommy McVeigh, who, who also passed away on Thursday. Tommy was the longtime staff member at Texas Tech and great friend to me and uh, really a mentor to me when I was a young coordinator there at, at Texas Tech. And he was a mentor to a lot of, a lot of coaches that came through Lubbock and just want, want his family to know that we're thinking about him and also everybody down there in Red Raider land. But Tommy was, was, was a true, true, true gentleman and a guy that just enjoyed life and he'll, he'll be missed. And so I also want to say thanks to Dr. Gee for coming out yesterday inspiration really to everyone in our program. I thought his remarks to our, to our players were right on the mark. Uh, talking about today, we were in the stadium 
Uh, what we talk about in our program is you prepare during the week so you can perform on Saturday. And as, as we go through this camp, uh, fall camp, even though it's a little bit abnormal, we still want to be in a position where we can get our guys used to performing on Saturday. We went this morning. Uh, the guys will have the rest of the day and tomorrow off. Um, but all situations, we worked uh, two minute into game, two minute into half, worked red zone, score zone, coming off, and then did a little bit of open field, all in a thud fashion, stayed off the ground, uh, did not tackle. Not sure when we will tackle, um, but really good work in the rain. So, so got some work in the elements, uh, which I'm sure we'll play in at some point. Like to get out there and, and, and get the quarterbacks and, and offensive skill guys having to uh, perform in those, in those elements. Uh, we, we continue to remain in split squad. We're operating in split squad. We have a gold team and a blue team. Some guys that I thought stood out today, um, and I'll be glad to talk more about these guys, but I thought Alex Sinkfield, uh, he, he has probably handled this layoff that we had leading into uh, the return to play model. He, he's put on weight. One of the things we've really talked about him improving was making guys in space, and I thought he had a couple dynamic runs today, and he's a guy that I'm excited about his progress. Um, I really am. Parker Moore, redshirt freshman offensive lineman, a guy that we need to step up and, and be a contributor for us. I thought he had a nice day. Chase Barrett. Chase has, has probably had the best uh, camp so far of any offensive lineman we've had. Uh, playing the game at a really uh, high effort level right now, and that's contagious. Mike Brown is is – was really solid today. That's back-to-back -back days for him. We got we need him to be more consistent, and hopefully, as he as he's going into his senior year, he will. And then Sam James made several big plays, and he's a guy that we're counting on. So that's a, that's the expectation for him, and he delivered today in the stadium. Defensively, Darius still same thing I'd said about Sam James. Our expectations for him to be one of the best defensive linemen in the Big Twelve. Uh, I thought he showed out today and, and made made several plays. Uh, Tyke Smith, I, I'd put him right there with Sam. And, and Darius is some of our um, upper echelon players on our, in our program right now. He had two interceptions. I thought he's active. Love the way he competes. Talked to John about him yesterday. Um, and he continues to grow and, and really show that I think his potential to be a big-time player in our league. Uh, Scotty Young, first real kind of team action he's had with us. After transferring over from Arizona, he, he really made some nice plays today. I thought he was active. He was around the football a lot. I thought his communication skills were really good. And then last but not least, Drayshawn Miller was really good. Best cover guy we had uh, today. thought he made some nice plays. And he, he showed up in the run game as well. So those are some standouts. Uh, like I said, mostly situational football in the stadium. With that, I'll open it up to questions. All right, go ahead, Greg. Coach, okay, my memory slides sometimes, but I don't think we've talked to you since the decision was made to, re, you know, continue on with the season. Other leagues have changed. Just the, the enthusiasm level with that decision for you and your players. Well, I'm excited about it, that we're staying course. Um, I, we talked about it earlier in the week, I think on Monday, uh, before that decision came down. We, I really believe that we need to play. Uh, as long as we can continue to do it in a safe uh, manner. Uh, I think the, the collateral damage could be potentially worse if we don't play. Um, 
I really believe in the safety protocols that that we've we've been going through, and my hope is when uh, and we've been testing, and as we continue to get those negative test results back, then that shows that we're doing the right thing. The real challenge is going to be when more and more students return to town. We know that. We know that's coming. And so we've got to continue to train our guys. But we are excited to play. That's, that's why we coach. That's why the guys are here uh, outside academics. But that's why they're here. And that's to play the game of football. And so we're excited about that, having the opportunity to play. Now that we have a schedule, we know what it looks like. We can, we can plan and prepare to get ready for September 12th and then the 26th. All right, go ahead, Cody. Uh, hey, Coach, Just you, you talked about Scotty Young briefly. I was just wondering, with him and Tony Fields coming in as grad transfers, what do you think they can do for your defense? Well, um, I can talk about Scotty. So, Scotty, he, uh, you know, whether he gets a, a waiver or not, that's still to be determined um, by the NCAA. But we felt like we're, we're really – we've got a, an older group there at safety, so if he ha does have to redshirt um, – and I think that'll be a good thing because we re really lose a lot in that room going into next season. And we felt like he's a guy that could come in. He's a proven player in the Pac-12. I mean, he's made a lot of plays, started a bunch of games uh, against some really good people. Um, Coach Adai obviously coached him while he was at Arizona and guy that he had a lot of faith in. And he's came here and he hadn't disappointed. Like I said, he showed up today. Um, he's got a calmness about him. He, he's, he communicates. Uh, he gets himself in really good positions. We haven't tackled yet, so I can't speak on his tackling since he's been here. He, he was a really good tackler at Arizona, but he gets himself in really good body position to make plays. Um, but that's that's what I can tell you about about him. Go ahead, Greg. Hey, so you mentioned Scotty and Coach. You talked about a few of the transfers the other day, and you said there were a couple still sort of waiting. So situation, who else has been added to the practice? You said you couldn't talk about field, so I, obviously he's not there yet, but others who are in. So what I'll do is when we next time we, we get together, we'll talk about those because there's some you're waiting on some paperwork and some things like that. So um, what you're seeing on social media for the most part, uh, as far as additions is accurate. That's, that's about as much information as I can give you. When we meet next week, whatever, whenever Monty sets that up, I'll be able to talk a little bit more in detail about the rest of the guys. Go ahead, Darren. Coach, just about uh, Jamile and his ability to recruit. I know that he was at Arizona with, with some of these recent guys that you picked up. It's one thing to coach them and kind of burn that tie. It seems like he's kept that. So I guess just sort of how impressed with his ability to recruit these guys are you to, to get them here? Well, I think he, he's got an upward trajectory in, in all things. Uh, I think from, I think he's going to be a guy that's that's going to continue to grow and, and move up in this profession. He's done a lot of really good things here. Um, he did he did nice things at Minnesota and Arizona before that. Obviously, was a high level player here. He's very well thought of here. Uh, he loves uh, West Virginia. He loves the state. He loves the university. He's got uh, a lot invested into this program, and when he's out recruiting, that that comes through, especially in the living room when one of the kids here on campus with their family. That that investment and that that true passion he has for that flying WV uh, really comes through. And so he, he's 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 done a really good job bringing talent here. I think he'll continue to do that without without a doubt. Go ahead, Kevin. Coach, you talked some about the different ways you're practicing now, splitting up smaller groups or whatever. 
kind of a follow-up to that. Does that change how you evaluate players, you know, and determine, hey, this guy's making progress, playing time? Different doing it in those small groups versus when you can do a lot of 11-on-11 and full scrimmaging? Well, the teams aren't exact, aren't all, all the way even, Kevin, so I think it's probably a, a good question. I don't know. I think we're doing more teaching now and probably evaluation, evaluating how they do um, in regards to situational football more so than how they're doing in one-on-one -on -one matchups because, quite frankly, we've got some mismatches. We've got some guys going against first-year players that were playing high school football last year that are potential all-conference player in our league. And um, so all the matchups aren't even. And so I don't know until we get into a whole team environment where we get true evaluations on some of these guys and be able to figure out what exactly what our two deep looks like. Uh, go ahead, Jared. Hey, Coach. Uh, I'm just curious, a week through camp so far, um, what's the dynamic been on offense between you and uh, Jared Parker? Well, today it was it was I was the center judge, and uh, and so he he called the plays today in the in the scrimmage, and it's been good. He's added some really good things to what we're doing. Um, I think it's given him an opportunity to grow. I think our receivers are 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 showing some real progress. Um, one of the real positives of this pandemic is we had a lot of time to spend kind of in preparation and 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 going through scenarios of how we're going to operate in the game. And so, yeah, I think there's really good chemistry there. Um, and and it's, it's, it was positive. I thought he did a nice job today. Go ahead, Keenan. Hey, Coach. How you doing? Good, Keenan. How are you, bud? I'm good, man. Um, just wondering, you mentioned Scotty is, is applying for a waiver. Anybody else that we should be aware of that, that's taking the same route? Yeah, I'll, what I'll do is I'll, I'll talk – I'll kind of talk through that. And I'm not trying to avoid the question. Greg asked it as well. I just – I can't talk about all those just yet. There's some – some T's that need to be crossed and I's dotted before we can really get into that. All right. Mike, trying to unmute you here. There you go. How about now? Yep. Yeah, I can hear you. All right, cool. Cool. Um, going on, on kind of what Greg said with the different practices, I think you mentioned doing half-line stuff. Um, and you're probably having to mix up groups of the offensive line. Those probably things aren't normal but are they maybe useful this year because of how strange your situation I shouldn't say how strange but you're trying to get a lot accomplished on the offensive line but you're forced to look at different combinations and I think half lines is probably good for working on the running game is it somewhat advantageous so yeah so what we're doing I get to give you a, a, a clear picture we're doing a lot of of half line pass kind of seven on seven and then a lot of half line run where we work the front side of a run combo versus um a D tackle on end, a linebacker, and sometimes a safety. And then on the other side, we're working the backside versus a D line or two D linemen, a linebacker, and sometimes a safety. So we're working on front side, backside combinations, and we're getting a lot of work because we got fewer guys, so we don't have a whole lot of depth when we're going half line. However, we're going split squad. So it gives them some built in time. So guys on the right go on the front side, guys on left are rest and then the left guys go the right guys rest so there's some built-in rest which we need um there's been some there's been some really positive things come out of the split squad that probably hadn't thought about it's been a long time almost back to when i was playing and then the first couple of years out that i was coaching is if you all remember and some of you on here are old enough to remember this when the freshman used to come in early and you had three days with a freshman and you got some really good one-on-one -on -one teaching 
with just the freshmen. Um, this, this working these split squads, everybody's getting a lot of reps. Everybody in our program is getting a lot of reps. And it's been really good for those young kids because they're getting one-on-one -on -one coaching um, where oftentimes they wouldn't do that or years past they wouldn't necessarily get that because you're trying to get ready to play. And we've got a longer time to get ready to play and we're coaching fewer guys. So that's been positive. It's been, it's been good for those players. It's hard on the coaches because, you know, we're doing uh, two practices and two walkthroughs a day. Um, the other thing, too, is it's really been a benefit for those young offensive linemen. When you, when you think about it, uh, Brandon Yates, uh, Zach Frazier, Jordan White, Parker Moore, those guys, and then add another transfer in there, those guys are going to get a lot of reps, um, and they're going against pretty good people a lot of times. And they, they, they might have not gotten that if we weren't split squad. And so I think there are some positive ramifications of going split squad. I think there's some negatives too. And I think that goes to what Kevin was asking. It is a little bit harder to evaluate sometimes because you don't want to always have your best on your best, which you get in a spring setting or in a fall camp setting a lot of times. Go ahead, Cody. Um, so in the camp report yesterday, we got a quote from you about the four types of receivers you like. Uh -huh. I was just wondering if you could go through your um, – like who, which receivers you think in your group fit which of those roles? Yeah, so I think if you look at – I'll just – I'll give you some examples of guys we got. And this is, these are off the top of my head, so I'm not trying to um, – obviously, Sam James is a speed guy. He's a guy that can run, take the top off of it. I think Ali Jennings is a guy that has great body control. He really can vertically get off the ball. He understands how to use his – how to position his body like kind of like a basketball player and, and make make difficult plays. TJ Simmons is a big physical kid that 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 has courage that catches the ball across the middle. Uh, Sean Ryan and, and Bryce Wheaton are both longer guys that can catch the ball down the field. Bryce is a little bit faster. Bryce Sean's got a little bit more wiggle to him, but both those guys can really stretch it. Um, and then Winston Wright's a guy that can make you miss. And he's got good, good initial burst and he can make you miss. So those are some guys to kind of to talk about those those four four types we talked about yesterday. Okay, go ahead, Chris Anderson. Hey, coach. Uh, not asking any about any specific transfers, but noticing obviously, like you said, a lot of guys saying they're adding coming in late. Is this a conscious effort on your part because of the limitations to twenty twenty one recruiting? Um, with the pandemic and if not what adjustments have you had to make for you know the next additions for this class most of it has to do with need and then we're low on scholarships so we're trying to play catch up a little bit and then trying to get the the grades right in each room uh, so Scotty Young is a great example we lose a lot of seniors um, in that safety room, if he redshirts, he can be a senior next year, and we don't have a whole lot of experience coming back. Um, so if you look at it, we have some holes as far as years, right? Um, we're really – we have very few seniors in this senior class. Our junior class um, is, is decent numbers. But just trying to even up from a grade level standpoint in a lot of those position rooms. Go ahead, Coach Hunter. 
a couple position questions, I guess, somewhat with transfers. Uh, guys, you've already talked about. Tyler Sumter's been a dual kicker. Um, does he concentrate on one and which one for you? And Bryce Brand, is he a bandit? The end, what, what ultimately is he? And then any other position changes you got? So uh, Sumter is working a little bit of field goal kicking, but he'll primarily work as a punter. And then Bryce Brand is working at the bandit. And, and he's doing some good things. He's, he's playing himself into shape, but he's, he shows a burst off the edge. And he's a guy that's definitely going to help us. Um, right off, as far as any other position changes, we're playing Jaito a little bit at spear. Played mostly corner in the spring. He's playing some spear. I'm just going through here. A quick glance at the roster. Those are those are that's the only one, Greg. All right. Next question from Darren. Go ahead, Darren. Coach, I saw um, Frazier and Martin going at it on that video you guys uh, put out. West Virginia, Battle of West Virginia. It was rookie day in the cage. Those little, <laughs> yeah. did a little run block and drill. Yeah, I was just wondering those two guys specifically, being in-state guys, how they've adjusted to their first you know college practices one weekend. Yeah, love those guys. Compete. Love the game of football. Um, prepare their body and their mind, ask great questions, which to me is a sign of a committed player. They ask great questions and, and really good teammates. So I'm excited about them. On top of that, they're really talented. All right, looks like this might be the last question. Um, go ahead, Mike Kazaza, trying to mute you here. Here you go. Every time. Sorry. Um, you're it's 2020 and college football is very visible sometimes to a concern for because people like us snooping around. Um, you've got no eyeballs out there. Is refreshing and, and, and beneficial to some extent that you can kind of do things a little bit undercover and off the radar and, and not have to worry about someone seeing it, whether it's somebody in the media or somebody on the other sideline that you can maybe work on stuff quietly. Maybe you use it, maybe you don't, but there's kind of like no fear of repercussions or anything there. You know, it's it's really the exact opposite. So, like when you all come out there, and we can, or, or we can have scouts there. It, the energy in our practices, we don't have to manufacture. You know, honestly, and, I, and I, I'm not like when you all come out there, and there's cameras, there's cameras out there. Um, there's people making making notes, writing stories. Um, when our when the NFL scouts are allowed to come in. Uh, which we allow, we, we allow them to come. Obviously, they can't right now, but they're welcome here anytime. But when we have, especially multiple scouts at practice, is as coaches, we're not having to, to start those guys. You know, the ones that need starting sometimes, we're not having to do that because they like to perform and, and be able to, you know, showcase their abilities. And this time, and we're doing it, you know, y'all been out there, you know, the, the game atmosphere is going to be different. So, we're not playing as much loud music and stuff. Um, there's not there's not anybody that's not university employee that's that's, that's at practice, so it's different. And so we're having to coaches. Uh, I, the other day, I don't I forget may have been Wednesday's practice. I came in after those two practices and I was worn out. <laughs> I was tired because it's one of those days where we had a few of them didn't want to go, and so I spent my energy trying to get them ready to go and and running around and so nah that I would say. 
I would say our players actually miss you guys being out there. It doesn't. It, it really. I don't. I don't think about it much. I think it's good. Um, obviously, we don't want everything known that we're doing, and just just from a preparation standpoint. But when you all are there to start practicing things, I think it, I think it probably helps the guys. All right, last two questions from Coach Hunter, and then Mike gets the last one. Go ahead, uh, Coach Hunter. Coach, I did want to thank you for the content that you're allowing them to provide. Again, we'd love to be there, but considering the circumstances, we understand. And no, I appreciate it. Mike and Mike and, and, and John and, and all the fatty and the rest of the bunch, man. Fatty, not so fatty anymore, by the way. That, 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 that fatherhood's got him. Um, so, but now those the, our, our people here, um, creative people, they're, they're doing a good job. So I appreciate them. All right, Mike, trying to mute you again. There you go. I keep doing that. Uh, just kind of continuing on that, Neil. Um, just watching NBA games and baseball games, you can hear everything that you're not used to, and so much of your game is signaling stuff in and making calls at the line competitively. I mean, never mind the atmosphere and the players. I get that, but competitively, have you figured out you get silent on stuff because you don't want the other side hearing things, or is that maybe not even a concern? Well, I think we can go back to the old days where you just call in place. Um, um, we had to do that in the New Orleans boat. Uh, couple years ago, I had a former staff member and I, and I got into the game. It was the first series and I, I saw him eyeballing our signalers across the field and I was, and it hit me, I, you know, as, as, as much as I think about everything, I, I didn't think about signs getting stolen. So I had our quarterback kind of run over to the sideline or I just yell out there at him. Um, so we've done it before, but no, what we're going to have to do, I think the biggest challenge is, is making sure the, 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 the defensive players, especially guys up front, don't aren't able to hear um, your your codes or or hear your uh, quarterback verbalizing some of his calls. So we've tried to we've we and that was something we thought about during the pandemic. So we've come up we got multiple ways to signal. We've got multiple ways um, to call our plays uh, and for the quarterback to communicate. But it is something you got to think about. And you also, from a coaching perspective, too. I mean. You gotta. You need to watch what you say, and we had we talked about this in the staff meeting the other day. You got to watch because everything's gonna be heard. That was Coach Neil Brown. The Mountaineers are off on Sunday and will resume training camp work on Monday with a split squad practice Monday morning. Thanks for listening.